What is up, everybody? Welcome to the next episode of Philosophy. I'm your host, Phil, and today we have with us the one, the only, Calvin Irvin. Yo, bro. We made it to philosophy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it's been a... uh, you know, a dream of yours since you heard about this day one, you know. Yeah. I've listened to all three podcasts, bro. I've you been, have? Yeah, dude. Okay. I'm keeping up. All right. So are you going to listen to this one? Or since you've already been there? I mean, you? i got to listen to it. It's myself on the podcast. <laughs> True. Do you ever feel weird about listening to yourself? Oh, yeah. My buddies have kept my voicemails. <laughs> and they'll play them to me, and I'm like, bro, I sound so weird. Right. So fun sound fact about that is um, the way you hear, like, yourself on recordings is actually how you sound. I know it's yeah, pretty it's sad. The, it's the it's the sad part about it because you're like, oh, I don't actually sound like that. No, you do. Yeah. But the funny thing is, is that's how everybody hears you, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah, know? dude, I hear myself on voicemails, and I'm like, I sound like a 12 year old little boy. Like, <laughs> sucks. Yeah, no, man. So, what do you do for a living? So let's tell just tell the people about Calvin. Let's see, I've been at a job now for five years. The day after my 18th birthday, I started at my job. Nice. I have. Moved up to supervisor. Okay. So making that big bucks. The big, yeah, the bro. whole two of them. Just been <laughs> forklifting for five years now. All right, all right. Heck yeah, dude. Nice. That's exciting. So forklifting, is it is it as easy as it looks? Bro, dude, forklifting is like the simplest job out there. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I make it sound cool, but anybody could do it. It's pretty sad. Like there's four levers and it's like driving a vehicle. It's nice. pretty easy. Now, I, I've heard you have to get, like, certified for it and all that stuff. Technically, for, like, like uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Legal reasons? Legal reasons, yes. <laughs> yeah, you have to be, like, certified. But, yeah, no, dude, anybody can drive it. Nice. I won't ask you if you're certified. Yeah, dude, I got that license on me right now. Oh, nice. I've always had that on me. All right. That get, way, you use forklift anywhere you go. Dude, I get pulled over, and I whip that license out. I'm like, are you officer? I got, oh, oh, wrong license. I'm like, whoa, <laughs> forklift certified. Uh, go on about your day, sir. Nice. It's pretty yeah. intense. That's exciting. So does it mean you get pulled over often? No, no. <laughs> no, not yet. Not yet. But now that we're talking about it, I probably will. <laughs> right, yeah. No, you knock on wood, yeah. you know. But, all right, so you've been a forklifter for five years now. Um, so... What, so where did you, like, tell me, tell a little bit about your backstory, like, where'd you come from, grow you born and raised in Florida, or? Yeah, I'm a Florida cracker, baby. Nice. Not technical terms for Florida cracker, I wish I was, <laughs> those guys are beasts, but yeah, Florida oh, boy. that even says Florida cracker Yeah, on bro. It. we nice. always representing. Nice. But yeah, Florida born and raised, uh, about 45 minutes south of Leesburg, so not too far. Nice. Growing up down there, hung up with Troy Brandt and all the Duke boys. Nice. Got hooked up in the Leesburg church with late night, bro. Yeah, late night's where it's at, you know. You're still in it, and I've moved on. Yeah, dude, when are you going to start going to the Tuesday night group? Uh, <laughs> yeah, when time permits, when time permits. Come on, bro. You know. That group is where it's at. It is. That group is where it's at. I've hung out with them a couple times. They're a lot of fun. So, let's see. Now, um, we talk about just kind of anything and everything on this podcast, you know. So, like, yeah, tell me if you want, in short, give me, like, a kind of an overview of, like, your testimony. Like, you know, just like, you don't, you know, we don't get into the nitty-gritty details on here, you know, but just kind of like, when were you saved, you know, where, when, you know, how, all the fun things. So I've grown up in church my whole life. Mm -hmm. Um, Ever since I was born, gone. A bunch of my uncles are preachers, so like I've been involved in a church setting my whole life. Nice. Um, So growing up. You kind of think like you're going to church, you're doing all this stuff. You you're automatically like, oh well, mm-hmm. I'm good, right? 
it was probably not till like two, two, three years ago. Cause I grew up in church. I was just thinking, man, I'm good. You know, I'm going to church. I'm doing everything that I need to do. Mm-hmm. My parents are saved. Everyone around me is saved. So I'm, you know, I'm saved. Right. But it was about two, three years ago. I went to like a revival meeting. Yeah. We grew up in a super old school <laughs> like Baptist church. So we had like church revival and we had some guy come in for each. And I was like sitting there thing. I was like, dude, I can't say that I've ever like accepted the Lord's my savior. Mm. That night got saved. That's cool, man. That's exciting. So, um, so you go you go to late night on Wednesdays, but where do you go to church on Sundays? Little church in like Sumter County, Krumacucci Baptist Church. Okay. Yeah, very backwoods name, but yeah, it nice. is a very small church, very old school Baptist church. Like they still have the hymnals. Dude, yeah. Every Sunday we're singing hymnals. Nice. It's crazy. Hymnals like King James only Baptist Church, very oh. independent. Yeah. Nice. Super hardcore old school church. Okay. They are they theologically sound, you know? Yeah. They, that's yeah. cool. So, um, what is your, like, what, what, so what did the pastor talk about this last Sunday? This last Sunday, uh, right now he's on a service about the end of times. Okay. So yeah, we're in the book of revelation going through that, like kind of just studying out like the signs of the time. That's an intense study to go through. Dude, it really is like on a (laughs) Sunday morning, you get visitors coming in. It's like preaching about the end of times. It's like, yeah, yeah, buddy. Pastor Cliff did that series on a Wednesday night. He did like a Wednesday night series back when he was doing kind of a weekly thing and uh, went through the book of Revelation Book of Revelation as a church. And that was intense. It was, you know, it was good. And, you know, it was a really good service. But, you know, that that is an intense book to go through, you know. I don't think I've personally kind of gone through that book myself yet. I haven't, yeah. got, I haven't gotten to Revelation, but I am. Um, but no, man, it's that's, that's intense. Um, so you you do hymns every week. Do you have a hymn that you're like, man, I like that? Is or is there, or are you, just, are you not really into hymns? I'm not really into hymns. I've grown up listening to them my whole life, so mm-hmm. it's kind of just like you hear them all the time. It's like, what? Well, I mean, it's good, but nice. Yeah, you get wore out with it. I get that. You know, I mean, I, I think there's a there's an aspect to that. You know, um, you know, I think a, a a lot of good thing can be a bad thing sometimes. You know, yeah. but you know, I'm not I'm not dissing on hymns for the people who listen who are listening to this. I think hymns do have truth and foundation to them. You yeah. know, and so, but you know, I can understand. You know, especially if it's like, you know, like we, the way we do hymns at FPC is we'll mm. do like we'll do new versions, new arrangements, yeah. and just it's the same like well, Sunday. Um, and so, um, basically, you know, we have this. Um, you know, we're doing nothing but the blood, you mm-hmm. know, nothing but the blood of Jesus, but we're doing this really cool arrangement of it Sunday or yeah. in two Sundays from now. And so it's him. It's great. It's old fashioned, you know, but it's got this new look on it, new, yeah. pro- new approach. And I'm, I've always been a fan of the way we do hymns here. Yeah. That was like when we did the last men's breakfast here, mm-hmm. I showed up and Stephen Wagamont did that old hymn and I was like, bro, I feel like I'm back home now. And then he started <laughs> busting out the new stuff. I'm like, all right, we back in FBC Leesburg now. <laughs> Yeah, man. So uh, we joked about when you're going to have you on the podcast, we're just going to talk all about forklifting. Heck yeah, so dude. tell me your top three craziest stories of forklifting. Ooh, here we go. Let's see. There's I haven't really done anything too crazy because I don't want to lose my job. <laughs> I got boys at my work that do like really stupid stuff on them. Okay. And I, I have to like turn my back to them now because I'm a supervisor and I'm like, I'm technically not supposed to watch this. <laughs> but um let's see the most recent thing we've done we're not supposed to like drag race the machines <laughs> but we got super long aisles at work and i think if, well the boss left the boss and the warehouse supervisor left <laughs> and of course i'm 
So I'm 22. Right. I'm a young supervisor, so I'm like, I still want to have fun. So I started riling up the boys. I'm like, you boys want to line these things up? And I know which one's the fastest, so I hopped on that one. I'm like, let's go, boys. And then we just started, like, taking off drag racing. That's funny. Did you win? Oh, every time. Nice. I whooped every last one of them. That's funny. So pers- did they realize it was personal, like, insider information, or did they just think you were that good? No, they knew I was on the fastest one. Oh, they nice. They just had no choice because I took it first. Nice. All right, so that's one of them. What's, it? what's story number two? Um, Let's see. I can't really think of anything super crazy that I've done, just like I said, because it's, like, I work with, like, very high-dollar items. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying not to, like, wreck it. <laughs> but, I mean, we could, like, throw a quarter on the ground and flip them up on our forks. We do that all the time to see who's a real forklift driver. Okay. But that's about it. Like like I said, we we have time to goof off, and when we do, we do. But most of the time, we leave the machines out of it. Because right. if we, like, destroy something, then we <laughs> have to, like, make up a story to the boss. <laughs> that sounds like fun. Um, all right, so what is your... So, like, you've been working, like, 17, 18-hour days. Talk, talk to me about that. Like, what do you do? On a, what is a typical, like, Calvin day? A typical day. So, the 17, 18-hour days was when we was on storm duty. Mm-hmm. Last year, when that storm hit Fort Myers, we worked three weeks straight. This year, when the storm hit, I worked two weeks straight. Dang. And, yeah, it's just, it's long days. It's a lot of orders coming in. Mm-hmm. People are needing their stuff down there, so... You're working, you think you're done, and then they're like, I'm about to send my crew home. And they're like, no, we got more stuff to pull. And I have to turn Dang. everyone back around and come back in. Oof, that's rough. Didn't, didn't last year's storm, then you have to go up north? No, that was just recent. That was recently. Yeah, that was this past storm. Okay. I went all the way up to Jasper, which is like almost the Georgia line. Dang. Yeah, it was. that was Labor Day. Got to work at 8 that morning. I didn't clock out till one fifteen in the morning that day, so it was a 17-hour day. Dang. That's a long day. Yeah, then I'm out there, like, filming everything. I'm like, I'm out here doing the work, boys. Look at me. <laughs> it's intense. Dang, man. So, so okay, so then what's a typical work day? If it's not a 17-hour work day, a what is A typical it? work day is I show up to work at 7 in the morning, get my crew's paperwork together, pass it out. Mm-hmm. Then they go out, and I kind of just kick back in the office for a little bit. <laughs> okay. And then once they start, like, kind of, like, starting to come back to me for questions, then I start acting like I'm working. Nice. I'll start working then, and then double-checking their work, make sure they're right, wrapping stuff up, putting it on trucks, shipping it out the next day. Hopefully, I'm out by 4 or 5 o'clock that night. Nice. So, about 7 to 5. Yeah. You know, that's, yeah. not, that's not bad. It's, what, 10 hour? 10 hour day? 9, 10 hours. Yeah. So, do you do you get, like, a is it working lunch? Do you get a lunch break? Yeah, we get an hour lunch break. Nice. It's like the whole crew gets the same hour, and, like, yeah. you just shut down for one hour? Yeah, we all shut down for an hour and go take lunch. Nice. That's exciting. Do you go out anywhere, or do you just, like, bring your own lunch? And we go out pretty much frequently. It's nice. either, like, Waffle House, uh, O'Shucks, Lollygaggers, Clippers, nice. anywhere around us, Oakwood. We oh, hit nice. all the restaurants. That's fun. So, cool. Well, that's exciting, man. So, um. So what does your job consist of? So you're you're not a, like you know how to operate a forklift and stuff like that, but like you are a supervisor. So on a on a typical seven to five day, you know, are you just in the office the whole day? Or My are you... technical what I'm supposed to be doing is checking emails, booking trucks, getting material out, making sure my crew's consistently working and not goofing off. That's my technical job. What I do is like I'll book my trucks first thing in the morning, and then I will goof off with my boys outside if they're caught up on their work we'll go goof off and do something for a little bit and then after that it's double checking their work making sure their like pulls are correct 
and then we just uh yeah load trucks and goof off oh, that's exciting so when you are not you know working which is consistently <laughs> yeah what do you do for fun um hang out in the woods bro okay take my jeep out trail riding um go to the beach just pretty much staying outdoors most of the time nice what is your favorite beach New Smyrna so far. Okay. I love New Smyrna. Like, the spot that I got out there in New Smyrna, we're just right there on the corner. Nice. You got all the restaurants right there, bathrooms nearby. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty legit spot. Nice. How early do you have to get out there to get the good spot? Sunrise. I got to be the first one on the beach. Mm-hmm. How how hard is it to, like, if you get a, like, just say you get a big group going, and you get out there at sunrise to claim the spot, but then they're not coming out to like, 9 or 10. How hard, how hard is it to hold your area down? No, it's pretty easy, because I just park. And then I just set my chair up and kick back and relax. Nice. I have sodas in the cooler, so I get energy to keep me awake. Nice. So, so you just kind of set up, like, a couple spots. Yeah, I get a spot big enough for, like, a group of, like, ten people. Nice. And when everyone shows up, they show up, and we just have a good time. Spike ball it up, bro. Oh, spike ball's where it's at. Dude, I saw a game the other day. It was ping pong, but it was spike ball edition, where it's it's a ping pong table, full size, but you play it like you do spike ball. Yeah. I was like, that That looks intense. You got to do that. It'd be a lot of fun. It was only like 15 bucks too. I don't know why I didn't buy it, but it, it looked like a lot of fun, yeah. you know. But it was one of those, like, you buy it because you're like, oh, that looks awesome, and then it just sits in the closet and doesn't get used at all. Yeah, and I got a like, lot of things like that. Yeah, I'm just like, ah. So I'm trying to be better with my money and not spend it on things that you're never going to use. Yeah. Or you have good intentions. You use it, like, once or twice, and you're just like, ah, oh, you know. Yeah, why did I buy that? Yeah. Why did I spend my money on this, you know? So, Phil Face. Okay. This is your podcast, I know. This is my podcast. But no one's heard your backstory. I've listened to all your episodes, and no one's heard the Phil story, the, the philosophy of Phil. The philosophy of Phil. Okay. Right. I'm turning this interview around on you, Phil. <laughs> Taking this show hostage. I'm the captain now. Okay. You know, what is it? Uh... This is now Podcast with Calvin. Yeah, this is Calvin's show. <laughs> the Calvin show. <laughs> um. Well, what do you want to know? I mean, the, I mean... Just give us the give us the rundown of like like the life of Phil. The Phil's life. life. Phil. Oh boy. From day one till now. <laughs> so twenty five years ago. <laughs> you old. I am old. I am older than most people. <laughs> yeah. That's that's not factual. But um yeah, so let's see. Um, uh, I mean oh gosh. You now you put me on the spot. This is my podcast. I'm supposed to like interview people. Yeah, now you know how we feel. Ah. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, awkward silence. You know, what is that? Yeah, you know. So you've grown up Leesburg your whole life? Uh, yeah, no. I mean, if you're taking over the podcast, you can ask me questions. Yeah, like, yeah. You've you you grown just, up in Leesburg your whole life, Phil? I, I did not grow up in Leesburg my whole life. I grew up in Orlando. Oh, dang, really? Yeah. I, I didn't know that. Yeah, till I was 12. I moved out here when I was 12 years old. Really? Yes, sir. I learned something new every day. So you moved out here when you was 12. When did you get hooked up with FEC Leesburg? So we were going to a church in Orlando, but then we'd come out here every couple of years, you know, every once, you know, every year for like Easter and Christmas and, you know, things like that. And, you know, so my grandparents were going here at the time. And so we come here. And so we knew FEC Leesburg existed. And then went to, you know, we're at a church in Orlando and then had to, we left that church and then we moved out here and then started going to a smaller church out here. And then that church didn't really line up well, so we ended up leaving that church, and then we ended up get, taking, like, a week off just to, like, we want to make sure we go to somewhere good, you know. Yeah. And then we're like, oh, first Leesburg, let's go try it out. And so that was, you know, I think I was in seventh grade when I first started coming here. 
right. So, so yeah. Yeah, dude. When the rap career start? When did you start rapping? Uh, did you just like wake up one day and start like rapping? So yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So that was years and years ago. My dad. My dad actually started listening to rap music before I did. Who was he listening to? Uh, Lecrae, KJ Five Two, um, stuff like that. Dang, bringing so, it back. Oh yeah, all the way back in the day. You know who KJ Five Two is? I don't know who that is, but okay. like Lecrae, Andy Manio, all the boys. Yeah. Oh yeah, way back in the day. You know, back before Lecrae was kind of crazy. Yeah. You know, but um, started listening to that, and then um, my I was like, oh, that'd be kind of cool. That was like it was one of his slower songs. I'm like that, that'd be kind of cool to do. My dad's like, nah, like that. That's you know, takes a lot of to do that. So it was like it was like a challenge. I'm like, all right, I'll do it. And, you know, so I started like learning lines. Started out with like so- slower songs and mm-hmm. figuring it out, and then started working my way up to like a whole song, and you know, and just kind of work my way up. And then it was back when Chris Wegman was here. We went to, you remember Wegman? Bro, the yeah. old Wegster. The old Wegsters. You know, we, um, so yeah, so we, uh, we were, um, jumping in, you know, I'll pause there for a second. We were on a trip in Orlando. It was kind of a, called it the, it was the reverb lock-in mm-hmm. and, uh, it was an all-night lock-in. And so we start off with, you know, we leave Leesburg, go to our Orlando Magic game, go to the game. Afterwards, we have like a ton of pizza, you know, eat pizza and then go back into the arena on like the lower bowl area, do games, a bunch of the stuff, you know, with hundreds and hundreds of kids and, you know, from all different churches and stuff like that. And then we went from there. Then like one year we went, went to fun spot you know, and got got to go to Fun Spot for the night. You know, for a couple hours, yeah. and I went to RDV Sportsplex, which is like the giant ice rink thing down in Orlando. And so we're, you know, at the time it was like, you know, all the guys were in the back, and you know, all the girls were in the front. So I'm back back hanging out, hanging out with all the guys, and we're talking. You know, every guy's like, oh, you know, you know, I'm so athletic at this, and oh, I'm so good at this, and I'm so good at this. And you know, at the time I was like, I'm just sitting there, I'm the quiet kid, going, I'm not good at any of this stuff, so I can't just jump into any of these conversations. And then all of a sudden, I'm just like, well, I can rap. And I'm like, dude, you could hear a pin drop. And it was just like, everybody's just looking at the, like, the quiet kid in the back. Nah, you know. Yeah. And so, and I, like, pulled out my, at the time, a little bit of MP3 player that I had there, you know. And, you know, just had a little speaker on the back and turned it on and, you know, started rocking out. And I was, and I was they're like, well, what's your stage name? And I'm like, oh, I don't know. And so, in my mind, I'm thinking about this. And so, I, um, at the time, I had, uh. My dad had owned the detail company, and he had a couple of, uh, you know, gentlemen working for him that were from the men's center and stuff like that. And they're like, yeah. I was like, and so um, really cool, really interesting guys, you know. And so, but they're like, I told them I could rap. So I was talking about this, and they're like, ah, oh, your stage name, Big Phil, or whatever. And I don't, maybe I didn't, wasn't telling them to rap, I don't know. But they, they, those guys gave me the stage name, Big Phil. And I was like, okay, cool. So then they're like, what's your stage name? I'm like, Big Phil. And that just that it just from there, bro. I remember when I first met you. That was like the first thing. They're like, "Bro, that's Big Phil," and I was like, "Big Phil." I was like, "Okay, heck yeah, dude." Big <laughs> yeah, Phil. Big Phil. Yeah, no, it's I've contemplated changing the name a couple of times, but people are like, "You can't." Yeah, that's the OG name, bro. That's like where it started from. Yeah, they're like you can't change your name. Like it's just just stuck, you know. So, so when did you start writing raps? Um. I tried it my hand a couple of times at it, you know, just trying to figure it out. And then there was one time we were just coming back from passion and I started working on something and I was like, and it was kind of a tradition. Every passion I would rap on the way back, you know, that was just how we'd start karaoke night off as I would. And so I'm like, so 
So I'm like sitting there trying to figure out like, okay, well, there's this, there's this, there's this. And so I'm like, I, I built the track. I started figuring out like garage band, building my own music and came with a really cool track. And so I'm like, all right, well, I need to finish this. So I'm just, I'm flying down, the, you know, quickly typing on as, as, as I can. I'm like, all right, well, let's start. start. And so that's why that, the first song that just kind of introduced, that's that energy song. You know? We need the energy. We need the energy. Yeah, which I'm not actually a fan of that song anymore. What? Dude, I'll be jamming to that thing. <laughs> I remember when you first wrote that, I would, like, take everyone and, like, be like, yo, bro, you heard Phil's song? And they're like, no, nah, and I'd play it for right on the spot. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> you were, like, my hype man. I was like, your number one fan. I'm was still gonna, your number one fan. I was going to say, yeah, no one else has heard, listens to my music but Calvin. Yeah, you got all these views on there, and you're like, oh, it's all Calvin. Yeah, all just right. Calvin and multiple times. You know, you have one view, but this one person's watched it 372 times. That's, that's a big pop of cow. Oh, yeah. And so, um, but yeah, so then I did that one and then, you know, I enjoyed it, had a lot of fun. I was like, well, it's, you know, it's always been a bucket list item to like write an album. And so, so now I'm like pushing out my, I pushed out my next song, you know, Battle Cry. And I was really a fan of that one. Like I'm still a fan of that one. I think that has been my, out of the two is my, that's my better one of the two, you know? And so I'm actually working on the one right now. Yeah, bro. Uh, When's the, when's the album coming? Um, I'm hoping by end of November. Dang, that soon? I'm hoping we'll we'll find out. Um, I'm gonna be on Spotify. Yeah, gonna gonna try and push that. Um, November eighteenth, no, November eleventh. November eleventh, we have a uh, on the front of the lawn, front grass lawn up here in the church. We're having a hip hop revival. We got a cut. We got like a couple rap artists. They're not like as big as like Lecrae, but they're bigger than like local artists. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And so um, they're like that middle level, <laughs> whatever you want to call that level of entertainment. And so they're um, actually going to come out. We got like this one guy, and he's he's pretty decent, you know. I've I looked up a couple of stuff, you know. And so, but I'm actually going to be opening up for him. Dang, dude! And so, what um, song are you going to do? I actually have three that I was told I'm allowed to do. So I'm I'm doing Battle Cry for sure. I'm actually re reconstructing that one a little bit, you know. And so, because um, Battle Cry when I wrote it, it was kind of specifically built to the time of which that song was written. Yeah. You know which song, we're just going to ch- change it up a little bit, you know. So I'm going to kind of be like a Battle Cry 2.0, kind of refresh it. And yeah, then um, and then I got two more songs I'm going to work on. And so um, the second one is going to be called God in Sight. And then the third one is going to be Full th- full Throttle. Heck yeah, dude. So song titles. drink. Right, yeah. <laughs> and so, um, you know, that's what I'm trying to work on. See if we can get them out, you know. At least, at least one of the two we're gonna work on trying to do gun inside, you know. Yeah. So be kind of fun, see what happens, you know. Yeah, that's gonna be dope. Yeah. I'll have one listener, Calvin. Yeah, it's gonna be me. <laughs> yeah. So. But yeah, man. So flipping the podcast back. Oh, well, right, on my right. side, you know. Um. Uh, I lost my question. Oh, that's fun. Um. So, what are some exciting things about Calvin that people are like, you know? When they look at you, you know, country boy, you know, like got the Jeep, you got you're, you're the, you know, Just fisherman, a straight stud package, right? You know, in a in a, in a Pillsbury Dough package. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was rude. I apologize. That's all good, bro. Uh, you know, one, you know, one, one can't, you know, one can of biscuits to another. <laughs> yeah, you know, some biscuits um, and gravy boys right here. All right. Yeah. What is like a thing? So like for me, like it was the rap. Like when when people look at me, they're like they don't see the rap side at all. Like you, people. Don't even believe it till I actually, you know, perform for them. So what is something that just, like, when you look at Calvin, you see a persona, and usually we're right on the money. We're like, you fish, 
you know, you hang out, you go, you go truck running, you do all these things like that. But like, what is there something that you do that just like, no, like, wait, what? Calvin does this? You know, I don't know. I feel like it really just fit the part of my lifestyle that I look like just sitting here thinking (laughs) about like my weekends. I don't think there's anything in my life that like someone would be like, wow, I can't believe Calvin does that. Like I'm either out fishing or on the beach, hanging out at the Springs working on something with Troy. Well, rephrase that. Troy's working on something. I'm sitting there watching him. <laughs> Let's talk about that for a minute. Just how the, the Duke brothers, they just seem to like, they can just do anything. Yeah. It just kind of, it makes me mad so much. Cause <laughs> right. like I'll be I'm sitting like, there like trying to figure out something. They're like, Oh bro, that's super easy. And I'm like, bro, like they can fix anything, do anything. It's really like makes me mad sometimes. Yeah. No, I get that. I'm, I'm trying to like look like a man and try to fix something. And they're like, here, watch out. Let me do that. And I'm like, Oh, all right, cool. Take over, <laughs> yeah, right. Even Heath, like, dude, yeah. Like Heath was like kind of a runt of the family. No offense, Heath, if you ever listen to this, <laughs> but like even Heath will like hop in there, and I'm like, dang, bro, like, I'm just like you're oh. impressed. It, uh, yeah, no, there, there was one remember one that there was one day I was um, called up Brent because I'm like, hey man, I said I have to, you know, the back of my the back cable of my door, you know, was broke, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I can't, and so I'm like, I ordered the part. And he's like, yeah, we'll go in and fix it. So we get in there, and, you know, I, I had to take apart. I had to, like, climb in the back of the truck. I had to take apart the whole back paneling, which I had done it before, so it wasn't hard. Pop, took it all apart, propped it open. We took the whole thing unit apart, put the cable back in, put it all together, and didn't work. Mm-hmm. Like, crap. And he's like, well, let's take this back apart. And he takes it back apart, and he sees that there's one metal prong that's bent. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't know. It could be factory. He goes, well... In my, when I had my truck and I couldn't get the truck bed open, he's like, that part was bent, so I just bent it back and it worked. I was like, all right, let's give it a shot. Bent it back and it worked. Yeah. I'm like, come on, bro. And then, like, you know, I'm just like, how about this? I'm like, well, I, while I have you, I have these three other things that need to be fixed. Yeah. No. You know. My <laughs> so. Jeep breaks down. Troy's the first person I call. I'm like, bro. Yeah. I broke down. I need you to do something right now. <laughs> yeah, no, that I called Brent the other day. I'm like, dude, so I was driving over to a friend, a friend of mine's house. They needed help with the storm and putting some sandbags in because they live on a like live on a hill. Yeah, like their back their back thing slopes and it always floods. And they you know they can't lift the bags. So I'm going over there and we're you know, but they're parked at a 45 angle. So I park in, I put the e brake on, get out, do my thing, get back in, start driving. You know, yeah. and uh, I'm driving and we're I'm t- driving back to my buddy's house because he had he was with me and where there's like those little bitty stupid little birds that are like you know only like three inches big you know mm-hmm. all flying around I think I like hit like four birds as I'm driving through this just flock of birds that just Dang. they're all flying at car level murderer right you know I'm like I can't do anything about this and so I'm like and so I hit like four or five birds and I pull in to his house let him out verse and I, as I start to pop, pull back I hear pa like oh that's weird maybe a bird fell off you know whatever. So I'm driving, 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 and I pull out, pull out on 27. I'm going like 85, and as I start slowing down, I'm hearing this. As I'm slowing down, I'm like, look around, like, what the heck is that? You know, turn the AC off, roll the windows down. Look down, my e-brake was still on. Dang, bro. I had driven like five minutes with my e-brake on. Dang. Like, ah. So I disconnected the e-brake and you know pulled through the church, and brakes are still working, but you know, and so I was like, I call Brandon, like, dude, you've owned a Toyota. What did I do? <laughs> and so I, I got also a friend of mine. His name is Meek, M-E-E-E-K. Mm-hmm. And uh, he is an actual mechanic. He works for like a, you know, somewhere. 
And um, I forget where he works, but he, he works for like a mechanic shop. And so he's like, oh, yeah, you, you know, he was explaining like the inner workings of brakes and how they all work. And yeah, he's like, this is probably what you did. Da, 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 da. I'm like, OK, that makes sense. So I was like, he's like, do your brakes work? I'm like, yeah. He's like, OK, just don't rely on your brake anymore. Your brake shot. I'm like, yeah. OK. And so then I'm like, all right, well, my brakes are good. So I'm just, you know, chilling out. We're good. And so and then I um, went to I then the next week I have a job down in Mount Dora that requires a scissor lift. So I go over to Leesburg Rental, you know, because that place you rented the scissor lift for a day. It was 175 200 bucks. you know. Mm. You go to Home Depot, you get the same nice lift that's, you know, four or $500, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so now the um, the experience of that lift probably would have been worth, you know, <laughs> spending the extra money on lifting, you know, buying the nice one. But, I um, you know, so I'm pulling this trailer, and it's this giant heavy trailer, and I'm pulling it, you know. And like I, I'm putting the brakes on, and I'm hearing this like this, like sounds like metal to metal. Mm. I'm like crap, and so I'm, so I'm trying to get myself distance, and I'm like doing all the tests, and then I know how to do. I'm like, all right, no metal to metal, I'm good. I'm heading back. We get out of the whole job, and I'm driving to Mount Do- driving in Mount Dora, and um, I go to put the, br- the the light turns yellow. I'm like I can't stop. I don't have enough time to stop, so I'm just I'm just gonna power through because like, but it was one of those. It was yellow enough that but it would be like red in the intersection. Yeah. So I'm like, it's all right. So I get going. There's a car over here on the left lane, on the middle lane. He comes in front of me and locks on the brakes. I'm like, come on, bro. So I mean, I lock up, but then I'm like, I got a four thousand pound trailer behind me. Mm-hmm. My brakes are like, I I can't do anything. So I start like hopping. Yeah, I'm like, I this is not good because now you're losing traction. So I'm yeah. like, and so dude behind me looks in the rearview mirror and he is like, why is it ghost? Because he sees me just barreling towards him. Mm-hmm. So he gets over immediately, and then now it's red. So I'm just barreling through the red light. You know, hoping no one's going to T-bow me in the intersection, you know. It was a very scary experience. But then I'm like, my brakes were, like, hopping. So I'm like, I'm like, no, I need to, like, make sure <laughs> have brain or somebody come look at the brakes and make yeah. sure, I, you know, I don't have a, any yeah. problems. Those guys need to start charging for all of their work. I'm not going to lie. Like, right. Everyone yeah, no. <laughs> calls them because they're such studs at, like, everything they do. Yeah, 100%. But, they, yeah. They need to, like, you know, yeah. They need to just open up, a, like, a the Duke Rose mechanic shop. Something, dude. Like, they do get called for everything. I'm right. not going to lie. I call them, like, a couple times a month. I'm like, hey, <laughs> I may have a problem with something. Yeah. You know, I've offered help, but I think that they just, like, smile and laugh. Oh, we'll, help. we'll call you if you need you, but they never call because, yeah. you know. Yeah, I've gotten, I've hung out with them for, like, 12 years now, so I've just pulled up <laughs> a lawn chair at this point. I'm like, I already know. I'm just going to sit in your way, so I'm just going to sit out of the way now. Right. Yeah. Oh, that's funny, man. So, you know, the point of the philosophy podcast is to be deep and philosophical. Yeah. Philosophical, right? You've listened to our podcast. We got really deep and spiritual. Very, very you know. deep conversations on this podcast about, oh, yeah. like, football and stuff. Right, exactly, yeah. <laughs> you know, so, you know, you're fitting in perfectly with how, you know. It's funny. I remember talking about to, uh, Anna and Wallace about joining the podcast, and it's like, well, I'd be down, but, like, I'm not, like, very philosophical at all. So I was like, yeah. I was like, the name is just because my name is in there. I thought it was a funny play on yeah. words. There's nothing philosophical. I'm telling you, if you get Wallace on this podcast, uh, you're going to be, this is going to be like a three-hour podcast with Wallace. Oh, 100%. We're just going to talk. You Dude, know. He's turning into Jamie Weathers. A hundred percent. Like, I'll sit there and talk with him, and he's just, like, talking about stuff, and I'm like, cool. Like, Awesome. It's really cool to, yeah. like, model yourself after someone that's like, knows what they're talking about, but yeah. like, he's starting to take Jamie's stories and make them his own, and I'm like, whoa, bro, <laughs> oh, you can't do that. Pretty sure Jamie said the same thing last week. You know? Yeah. But. Wallace was telling a story the other day of him and Anna in St. Augustine, and 
he was basically getting ripped off by some like guy giving out free hats and he was about to give him money but Anna stopped him and all this and I was like bro that sounds like Jamie's story of like him and Christy on their honeymoon <laughs> yes. like, I was trying to sell him weed and then Christy <laughs> stopped him I was like bro you just like took Jamie's story and just made it like less cool right I won't forget the one Jamie story where he's like he was driving a boat or hauling his boat and then all of a sudden his boat was next to him do you remember that story? No. You never heard that story? I'll, just, I'll have to ask him. That yeah, sounds like a good one. Ask him about that story. He said that he was, he had, um, he had talked about like, he was just like, I guess his first time hooking up a boat or I don't know. Don't know the exact scenario of the story, but he had like turned a corner or like turned or whatever. And like all of a sudden the, like the, the boat was like next to him. And so. That's crazy. Yeah. And so anyways, but I yep. have, yeah, I had a story gonna... like that. I got my Jeep stuck oh. last year. And it took close to like five hours to get it unstuck. Oof. And by the time we got it unstuck, I was driving it down the road. And then my brother's behind me blowing his horn. I'm like, dude, what's going on? Like, I'm fine. And then I look over and my wheel is rolling and my axle is rolling by me. And I'm like, oh. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I got to stop. <laughs> That's exciting. I remember one time I was driving to a friend of mine's house out in Lady Lake. He's like, I live in Lady Lake. I was like, okay, cool. You know, I think Lady Lake is just, it's just a, kind of the lower end of the villages, you know, yeah. houses, neighborhoods, that kind of stuff. So I'm, um, I'm driving to his house and I'm like, you know, I get, I, it's like, you know, in, in half mile, turn right. Well, in half mile, there was a wreck right at where I had to turn. And, um, I'm like, dang. I can't turn here. So I'm like, I'm sitting in just where stop traffic, just mm. just dead stop, like not even rolling. And I'm just like looking at my phone. I'm looking at the, the map. I'm like, yo, there's a street right here. You know, if I take this turn and I go through this little this neighborhood, it'll come out mm -hmm. in like right by his house. Like, that's perfect. So I hit, you know, come out. He's like, his, his, you know, I'm here. His road's here. You know, there's a little cut through. So I start driving and it's like, you know, driving down this road. Then the road turns from that to like that like dirt rock rocky road, still partially concrete, but you know, and then turns into a, just a pure dirt road. I mean, now I'm now in the middle of woods, mm -hmm. like in the middle of Lady Lake. I'm like, <laughs> where the heck am I? You know, and I'm in my Durango, and so I'm driving. And I'm going like 55, and I'm driving out there because there's no speed limit sign. So I'm like, all right, let's just cruise along. Then I might I hit that sugar sand because I, I feel like my the tail of my truck start to move a little yeah. bit. Like, well, I, I knew if I slowed down, sped up, or anything, that I would sink. And so I'm driving. I'm like, well, I'm so, so I uh, had a uh, mic stand in the back of my car, at, or back of the truck at the time. I remember I was driving. I'm like, all right, we're good, we're good, we're good. And had my mom on the phone. Where she's on the Bluetooth in the car. We're just jamming out, having a good time. And uh, I had this bump. And all of a sudden, the mic stand is now next to my head. It nice. had, like, flopped up and came. And so, like, I caught the mic stand. And I was like, is everything okay? I'm like, everything's fine. <laughs> Don't say anything, you know. But, no, nah, that was, well, I won't forget that experience because I'm just like, so then I pulled back out. I'm like, okay, on, on now I'm on, like, now I'm in the, the Lady Lake side by him and down on, like, Rolling Anchors Road, down, like, down back there. Yeah. So, like, now it's all, like, homes with, like, five-acre properties. Yeah. So, I'm like, all right, cool. So, I'm like, turn here. And I hit another dirt road. I'm like, he lived out on a dirt road. I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> so, but. You do that. Yeah, no, it was, it was interesting. It's a good time, you know. I don't think I've ever gotten my vehicle stuck anywhere. Thankfully, yeah. I have not done that. But I, um, I've gotten close a couple of times. It's not fun. Yeah, I um, 
watched this one video the other day. Uh, I was uh, like, it was like like a like a YouTube short or something like that. And so I'm like, bro, you're a YouTube short guy. No, I'm not. I'm. Mean, it's just, but it's just like I was just on YouTube and it's like YouTube short. So I'm just like, oh, that looks funny because it says what to do when your tires get the back tire your what to do when you're an all rear wheel drive vehicle and your back tires are hanging off of a cliff. Like that was like the title. It was like a really long title. I was like, what? So I'm like, suddenly so you you're, you're just like, that just sounds interesting. So I click this. Shows the lady who she's trying to make like a three point turn on the side of a cliff. Mm-hmm. You know, and like, you're just like, there's like just a, you know, 500 foot drop cliff and she backs both tires off of it. And now the frame is hanging on the, you know, cut like the edge and her tires are like just spinning off. She's like flooring it, it's flooring it, it's causing smoke and it's just not doing anything. And, um, and she said, it won't pick up. And so the guys, there's a guy that pulls up and he goes, no, 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 here's what you got to do. And so he opens his truck and pulls out, you know, uh, like a floor jack, jacks the car up on one side, pull, like, and then goes to the back of his car, pulls out like four bricks, bro, puts it on one side, drops it down on the bricks, goes to the other side, picks it up. Like, what are the chances though? Just on this one side, or sorry, he, let me finish the story. So he jacks up both sides of the car, puts them both on bricks, gets in, steps on it because apparently that lifted it off the frame. So the tires had traction enough to pull it, pull the car forward, and he pulled it, and he he went on his way. I was like, okay, even though that doesn't make any sense, what are the chances you're going to be sitting there? You know, oh no, I backed my tires off of a cliff. Let me get my floor jack and eight bricks out yeah. of the back of my car. Yeah, ain't nobody going to have eight bricks in the back of their car. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I was like, and even even that, who's going to carry a floor jack? Like I've, you know, you got your jack for your car that's built into the car, you know, but who's going to carry just a floor jack in their back of the car? I mean, I may. I was going to say Calvin. Yeah, you may. You yeah. know, <laughs> or Troy with his like, you know, house on wheels. Yeah, yeah, that thing's a beast. It is. That's awesome. So, all right. Well, um, this yeah. has been an exciting conversation, converse story. Uh, we've been talking for a little bit now. So you, uh. Any final words? Actually, so we, we started this uh, segment last week with Sean with dad jokes. Oh, God. Oh, boy. You're not, dad, you're not a dad joke fan? I may have a couple, but I'm not big in. I'm not a dad yet, so, you know. Uh, I, I like making them because they're funny, but I'm not a dad either, you know. Um, Let's see. Let me see if I can think of any. Mm. I don't know. They tell them at work, but I kind of just block them out because they're just <laughs> they're not very good. Let's see. Um, did you hear the one on the podcast that was talking about the, you know, Monday joke or whatever? Yeah, I heard that one. That was fun. That's you, a fact, dude. That is a fact. It really is. Mondays are the worst. I'm a, uh, I I uh, I found this meme that reminded me of like something you think would you would find funny. It says my Southwest flight attendant told us to fasten our seatbelts because the captain just saw Top Gun and wants to try something new. Yes. <laughs> yes. Top Gun for a second. Let's jump on that topic. Top Gun is a great movie. Top Gun is like a fantastic movie. Okay, which one would you think is better, Top Gun or Top Gun Maverick? Uh, I have to go with the first one because you can't have a second one without the first one. You, that is true. But, but Maverick is like, it really gets you in the feels. It does. It does. The um, I think my favorite part of the whole movie was, there. I think there's there's funny parts and there's like a favorite part. I think one of my funny parts is when they're starting to fly. And like, where is he? And then he like flies in the middle of them. Mm-hmm. And he's like, good morning, students, you know. Yeah. Um, and then my favorite part of the whole thing, whole thing is, you know, after the, like the, the fight, the dog fight scene at the end, when the two of them are in the, you know, in the snow, yeah and like, how are we going to get back? And he's like, you see that F-14, they fly the F-14, F-14 is bar far my favorite plane. Yeah. 
you know, and so when they fly the F-14, it's just that that's like an ep- epic moment. Yeah, they, they were you know? both very solid movies. Yeah, I'm I'm glad that they kept the intros the same. Yeah. You know, because I, I overheard someone saying that they were like in the soundtrack that like Lady Gaga redid like, you know, Danger Zone or something like that. I don't know. It was like, it was just something like that. And I'm like, I hope they don't like do that where yeah. they just like remake it in with, a, you know, nothing, no disrespect to these artists, but there's some songs you just can't remake. Yeah. That like it's just the original Kenny Loggins. That's just a fantastic song. Yeah, that's where it's at. You know, your favorite song on the whole soundtrack is uh, was that um, was that playing with the boys or yeah. whatever? That's just that's a fun song. It's a very like if you're out on the beach, that's a good one to play when you're wanting to get into like spike ball. Oh yeah, or like that, volleyball, anything. I love yeah. playing that song on the beach. That yeah, that's a fun song. I, I liked how they redid that scene too. They did a lot of remakes, yeah. remakes of the scene, but just different, you know, different areas. things they did. Yeah. yeah, and so I think the beach volleyball scene is always a fun one because you know it's, it's when the team comes together finally, and you know, and all sort of stuff. And so those are always the best parts of movies. You know, what's your favorite movie? My favorite movie of all time, bro. There's so many good ones. That's a hard thing to ask. Um, okay, what's your favorite movie in the last five years? The last five years? So that's even harder to ask. <laughs> I don't know. They've had some good ones come up, but I haven't been to the theaters much. It's kind of sad. Like, after COVID hit, I really haven't been going to the theaters. That's, yeah. No, I've probably, been a couple times. I'd probably have to say Top Gun Maverick, though. Yeah. Because I'm a Top Gun fan. So I, nice. can, I feel like I have to say that. See, I, I was sad because I heard that it was like, oh, yeah, you know, Top Gun was, when Maverick was coming out, Top Gun. Because they do that a lot of the movies when they bring out, the, like, the second one, that, you know, that's, you know, 10 years of, like, like, when Indiana Jones came out, they played a lot of Indiana Jones movies to, like, you know, get the hype up or whatever. That Top Gun had the original movie was in, the, so, like, theaters across, you know, Central Florida. Mm-hmm. And I'd missed it. I'm like, oh. Because then they, they, like, one theater did, like, both movies back to back. They did, like, Top Gun and then took an intermission and came back and did Top Gun Maverick. Right. I wish I would have known that. Right. I was like, I found that. I was like, dang, I would have spent, like, 30 bucks a ticket to go see that. You yeah, know? that would have been fun. That would have been fun, like, because that, that would have been a long day. That would have been, like, you know, a full eight-hour day to go see, you know. Yeah. Because with the intermissions and some things like that, you know, and so, but it still would have, it would have been really fun to go see that. Um, so Top Gun Maverick, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to think of any movies that I've seen recently. You know, big Marvel fan. Haven't been a fan of the new newer movies that came out. Yeah, they're you kind know. of meh. They're all right. You know, um, I... uh Watched a new one on Netflix. It was Jackie Chan and um, what's his name, uh, wrestler dude, um, John Cena. John Cena, yeah, it was Jackie Chan and John Cena. They made a movie together. They did. It's on Netflix. I can't remember what the name of the movie was, but it was it was it was actually really good. It was communicable and you know had a lot of, a lot of the Jackie Chan style fight. You know, yeah. You know, he, Jackie Chan fought another dude in like a <laughs> in like a you know fire hydrant foam. Like, they, like, filled yeah. the whole room, and so, like, just, just that communicable, whatever. Yeah, typical Jackie Chan. Yeah, you know, it was just, it was really good. It was clean, you know, it didn't have, I mean, I guess it wasn't, it wasn't, like, that clean, but it was, wasn't as, you know, horrible, you know. Yeah. We were talking about that in the office the other day, about just movies you, you go watch, and like, whoa, <laughs> like, you know, you know, movies that you should, probably should, should have left on, but you're like, I spent a lot of money, you know. Yeah, yeah, I've gone to a couple of those movies, and yeah. I'm like, mm. I'm not going to recommend that to no one. Exactly. I think one of the ones I've ever going to watch was Logan, the the last Wolverine movie. And I went to see that one, and it was like, it was, I should have left. Like, it was one of those movies. It just, it wasn't good. And yeah. I remember, like, that late, like, later that year, this was back in 2016, we were flying up to Boston for late night. It was a late night mission trip, and we were going up to Boston. It was our second year going up. And it's my first year, the late night second year. And we get up there, and, um, 
you know, it's just like, and so as we're flying, you know, we're flying like Southwest or whatever, and you know, you have the little built-in TVs with movies, and so I'm sitting there, I'm par- sitting parallel, parallel, right? Or yeah. Parallel to Jamie, and I can see what he's watching, and he turns on Logan. So I pause my movie, I'm just watching Jamie's reaction, because I'm like, I'm curious, I'm not getting you within... Th- 60 seconds he shut the movie off really yeah because he, he he was just like because within the first you know two minutes of the movie it's it's gory it's 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 violent it's you know which i don't i don't mind violence i don't mind stuff like that but like you know it is you know it's vulgar it's just mm-hmm. it's not a good movie and so jamie's <laughs> just like couldn't get it to shut off fast enough it was just kind of a communicable to watch because i was like you know because i was like jamie and i are gonna have an interesting conversation if you watch this whole movie yeah. hey pastor <laughs> jamie why are you watching that right yeah <laughs> But no, he, he shut it off. So I was like, good job, Jamie. And went back to watch him, whatever. I don't remember what movie I was watching. But but uh, that was a fun trip, too. I got sick that week because I w- ended up uh, sweeping concrete dust out of the back, like, stairwell and didn't yeah. wear a mask. Don't recommend that one. Yeah. Because I got all of the itises. I got bronchitis, sinusitis, laryngitis. Dang, dude. I got all of them. And I walked. I remember walking into Chick-fil-A when I worked. I'm like, hey, I'm just super sick. And they're like, you need a doctor's note. Because I had no voice, and I'm like, I'm sick. And they're like, you need a doctor to know. So I went to the urgent care, and they gave me that. I walked in and said, like, you can have a day off. I was like, a day? Dang, that's <laughs> I was like, that's rough. I was like, all right. And so, but no, I mean, I'm not just dissing Chick-fil-A. You know, they, they were hard to work for. I don't know. I've, I've gotten a fake doctor's note before. How? Dude, so, like, I woke up one day, and my ear was, like, clogged up for some reason. I don't even know, but it was just clogged up. So I was like, I couldn't hear anything. I called my supervisor. I was like, hey, I'm going to come in, but I'm going to go get this checked out first because I really can't hear anything out of this ear. <laughs> so I went and got it checked out, and the lady just, like, flushed my ear out, cleaned it up or whatever, and I was fine. And she's like, all right, well, you know, we're done. You can go pay now. And I was like, what's it take to get a doctor's note? And she's like, um, you are you dizzy? And I was like, yeah, I can be, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, oh, okay, well, I'll let the doctor know. So, like, I walk up to the counter to pay and stuff, and she was sitting there, and I was like, hey, did you, like, talk to the doctor? The doctor's right there, and she's like, hey, this guy wants to get a doctor's note. And he's, like, looked at me. I was like, bro, it's Friday. Like, cut me a break. And yeah. he's like, he looks dizzy to me, and he, like, wrote me a doctor's <laughs> note, and I sent it to my supervisor at the time. I was like, yo, bro, I can't come in. I'm dizzy, and I drive machinery, so they said I can't show up to work until Monday. He's like, oh, okay, that's cool. I got away with it, too. I was like, heck, yeah, dude. <laughs> don't recommend lying to your job on a don't, Christian yeah, podcast. Don't don't recommend that, you know. But, yeah, no, that's that's funny. I, I don't think I've ever <laughs> – I tried to pull that when I was working at Chick-fil-A. I tried to pull that a couple times, but it just – they were so strict. You're like, you have to find someone to take a shift. You know, you have to do all the work. Otherwise, you have to come in, Yeah, you know. I remember I came in one day because I had – so my mom is, like, super allergic to wasp stings. You know, like, deathly allergic. My dad, not at all. Yeah. So I'm like, eh, it's a 50-50 shot. You know, who knows? You know, try to avoid that. We don't want to test that theory, you know. But at the time, my, my Durango had those, like, door handles that are, like, in the door, not, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, apparently, like, two or three wasps had, like, built in the door handle, and I didn't see it. Mm. And so I walked in, and I grabbed it. Well, I grabbed them. Well, obviously, that's going to take them off. And so I got stung, like, three or four times in, in my hand. And so I'm like... First off, you're just in shock for, like, two or three seconds, and then just the pain hits. Yeah. And so I'm like, so you ever, like, get a cut on your hand, and, like, you try and, like, squash the nerve so, like, mm-hmm. you can, like, cut, you don't feel the pain, you yeah. know, or whatever. And so, well, I'm like, that's my whole hand. How the heck am I going to cut the nerve off to my whole hand? So I, like, start punching my truck. Dang, that's pretty smart. Trying to just, like, 
you know, start, like, stop the pain, you know, cause worse pain, you know, to, yeah. or whatever. I don't know why, what I was thinking. So I'm literally screaming, punching the truck. And so my mom walks out going, like, what's wrong? Like, thinking I'm angry or something. I'm like, I just got stung. And so she's, like, bringing me inside and, like, sticks me into, like, super cold water, you know, trying to, like, whatever. And then, like, you know, anyways, we did this whole thing. And so I'm like, so I call my boss. He goes, well, are you allergic? I'm like, I don't know. And so I told him the story. I'm like, 50-50, we'll have to figure it out. And he's like, all right, well, you know, just let me know. You know, we'll have to figure it out. And I was like, yeah, man, I'll let you know. And so then, you know, we let it go for like an hour, you know, and my whole arm started going numb, like all the way up and up in my shoulder. Nice. But then I'm like, and so, but he's like, so I, I called him. I was like, dude, my arm is numb. I'm like, I'm, I'm all right, but my arm is numb. So I walked in. I worked a seven-hour shift on like four Benadryl with, an, with a numb arm. So I walked in. I did. You have to wear aprons or whatever, right? Yeah. So I did the first apron, and I turned it into a sling. Mm-hmm. You know, did the first apron, did a sling, made it to where my arm wasn't able to be used, and then put the separate, second apron on, you know, had someone help me tie it, and so I'm like, I'm one arm for the night. And I'm exhausted because I'm on four Benadryl, you know. And I'm sitting there, and, uh, you know, I'm, at that time we had we had new tr- two new trainees. So we had a trainee on fries, trainee on the nuggets, and I'm on the sandwiches, and then my boss is on, you know, the raw, which is, you know, frying all, you know, preparing all the foods and yeah. stuff. And so we're flying around making all this stuff happen, and I am again one-handed, and I am outworking everyone. Not include not not my boss, but not the manager, but the other two two kids. You know, I'm making sandwiches. I'm making the, the special sandwiches. I'm making the standard sandwiches. I am doing the machines, which is like every six drops, mm-hmm. you have to like do a lockout, which is where you drain the machine, clean it, and refill it back up. You know, see so every six drops. So there's four machines. And then there's the grill that's dropping. So I'm handling all the machines. I'm handling, and I'm like, I'm dropping fries and I'm doing, you know, like with one, I finally had to take my arm out of this thing. So I'm using a numb arm and I'm trying to make it work as best I can, you know. Yeah. And I'm, I'm just busting my rear end. And we get through dinner rush and I sit down and I lead against the thing. I'm just exhausted. And he, and my, uh, <laughs> the one kid goes, looks at, me, looks at me and gives me the nerve to look at me and say, I think you need to have a better work ethic. Dang. I looked at Mikey, which is our manager at the time. He's like, go on break. I said, I just walked away. I didn't have any, I couldn't say anything. Dang, bro. I was like, ah. And so, the nerve. Yeah, I'm like, I have outworked all three of you. <laughs> yeah, if only they knew you got stung, punched your truck. Yeah. Stuck your hand in cold water and then went to work. Yeah. And, you know, I, I try to actively avoid wasps, like, you know, yeah. as best I can. I think you know. everyone does that. That's a, Yeah, I don't think anybody tries to, you know, like, hey, you know, <laughs> new TikTok challenge, stick your hand in a beehive. I'm see not going to lie. I saw a big old wasp nest last night at uh, Village Park Youth, mm-hmm. and I thought about smacking it to be cool, but then I was like, no, nah, I'm probably going to backfire on me. <laughs> Stay like five kids. <laughs> like, I saw it on like, the yellow post, and I was like, it's a pretty good size one. I had like 10 or 12 of them on there, and I was like, bro. You ever seen the thing where you stick a like thing of gasoline over mm-hmm. top of it and then you just die instantly? Yeah, is it? I want to try that. Yeah, it works. It does. Yeah, okay. I, I used to work for a guy, and he would take like used motor oil. Okay, interesting. But, yeah, it was very interesting because he saw a wasp nest on his house, and he's like, "Here, take this used motor oil and dump it on my house." And I'm like, <laughs> "Bro, you sure?" And he's like, "Yeah, I, I coat my whole house in it." And I'm like, "Okay, bud. All right." <laughs> so like, I'm just douse in his house and use motor oil and i'm like bro it's a like a wood house too i'm like if this thing catches fire <laughs> this thing is going up <laughs> and in local news <laughs> yeah i'm like bro you better hope your house never catches on fire and he's like yeah it's fine i'm like okay bud <laughs> watch he has a gas gas like gas stove <laughs> yeah you walk inside and i'm like mm, 
Guy had a basement too. That was kind of cool. You don't see that much in like Florida. You don't. Yeah, no. Well, he's like, I got a basement. I was like, what? So yeah. we walked around down there. And of course, it flooded. Oh yeah. So it smelled like mold. And I was like, yeah, this is why you don't have them down here. He's like, yeah. Yeah, my uh, old church down in Orlando, we had a basement. That's where our youth group met. We had the youth group in college met in the basement. Yeah, and that it was so much fun because you, you, I mean, it was giant. You had those and so, but they did this song, um, "The Deep Cries Out." It's a, it's a, it's a Bethel song. It's, it's a fun song, but then um, it's talking about like raining, raining and pouring and all this stuff. And every time they do that song, then they said that literally the next day the basement would flood. Really, it was just. They would never flood until they did that song. Dang, I would cut that song out of my <laughs> rotation. Yeah, and so we, I went to the because I went to the church, and then I, you always know, came out here, and then I found out they were having to go in a away party for the youth pastor. I was like, oh, I'll go. You know, they were inviting alumni, so I'm like, I haven't been there in ten years, but I know everybody, so I'll go. So I went there, and you know, so they, they ended the night with that song, and the youth pastor's like, so I would tell you a story. So he tells a story. He goes, he said, he's like, you know why we're doing this song again? He said, we haven't done this in like ten years. You know why we're doing the song again? I'm like, why? He goes, because I don't have to come into work tomorrow. Dang, bro. What a like, savage way to leave. I was like, let's go. What a Christian savage way to leave oh, work. Oh, yeah, man. It like, was... I don't like working at this place, but I know if I sing this song, it's going to flood here. So I'm going to sing it, and then I'm going to leave. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, man. So, well, Calvin, I appreciate you being on the podcast. It was yes, fun. Hey. It was, we didn't do a, a, that much uh, forklift talking, so I was kind of. We, we did enough. We did enough. Yeah, well, you didn't want me on the podcast. I had to text you. You know, Wallace and Anna gave me the shout out. Shout yeah. out to Wallace and Anna. Let's yeah. go. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, at, at least you didn't. You know, I, I asked you last week. You're like, you want to be in the podcast? You're like, I ha- if only if you get someone else. Only if you get yeah, someone well, else. I feel like I don't have a very interesting life because it's just kind of <laughs> doing the same thing all of the time. Right. But yeah, I was hoping Wally Boy was going to be here, but you want him with Anna because they're married. I understand. Yeah. You know, it's it, it gives a whole new dynamic to the podcast. It sure does. Yeah. It'll be the first. Yeah. We'll see what happens. But, yeah, thanks, man. Appreciate yes, sir. It. <laughs>